Places, please. Places for the top of Theater Countdown. Ba-da-da! Everybody, curtain up, light the lights. We've got nothing to hit but sound bites. <laughs> Hi, I'm your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, here with my good Broadway pal, Azrek Gebra Mikkel. Hi, Sheryls. Hi, Sheryls. I mean, I really didn't even need to come in. You rhymed, like you really hit us with a lot of stuff at the top of this. You know, I love rhyming. I love wordplay. I love, well, as our producer, Danny, will tell you, I am also a really big fan of alliteration. If I could make everything just be like, it's Broadway's biggest, best, baddest, beautiful, buoyant, bullshit fest. That's what I would call this show, is what I would call it. So, yeah. A bullshit I'm, I'm, fest? Well, no, but I would if I if I needed a rhyme or some alliteration, I would I would find a way to get it in. That's uh, Friends, we're back. It's it's Sheryls and Sheryls, and we're back with episode two. Can you believe theater. it? Countdown. Oh my gosh. We're uh we're a sequel. We're doing this. This is like we're, real. It's we're real. so doing this. We made it past <laughs> preliminaries. We're we going did. to state. And if we keep if we do it right, regionals and nationals, here we come. Oh, yeah. fingers crossed. You know how important I, that is to both of us. So absolute nationals, obviously. Hello. Well, yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot about our lists from last week and going over it. I still feels a lot of division within my heart and soul. Yeah. And I've started attaching these very personal, emotional connections to all the choices that I've made and also the choices I didn't make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like somehow that certain cast albums feel butthurt that I didn't choose them. Yes. And do you know what I mean? It's like when you pull out your shoes and you're like picking the same shoes over and over again and you start to feel like the other shoes feel bad for about themselves. Yeah, no. well, it's like you said Sophie's Choice the other day, and I I feel like that really resonated. And also, like, now the choices that I did, like, the, the cast albums I did not select are haunting me. Yeah, haunting they're like, me. they're like, what about me, yes. says Cy Coleman. Exactly. Yeah, yes, Cy Coleman. The ghost of Cy Coleman. Oh, see, now I've ruined it for you. You're thinking about other things now. Wow. Um, but our lists are going to be what our lists are. Asmerites. Yeah, I actually left it alone. I like I don't know if you like looked if you looked back over or you like adjusted anything. I was like, you know what? On to the next. Um Yeah. Well, I honestly at this stage of the game, I I am unclear in this exact moment yeah. which album is gonna take my number five spot. So I'm hoping you'll clear that Whoa. up for me. But I wanted to talk to you about something that <laughs> happened the other night that makes me so happy. Do you know are you do you ever do you drag race? Do you, are you ever familiar in any way, shape or form as an honorary gay? I guess this is as good a time as any to come clean about this. Oh, I wish you would. I have, have definitely seen clips. You know, it's there. I know it's there. I know it, it is. It's a very important program for people that I love and respect and care about. I just... <laughs> haven't gotten there yet and this it's one of those shows where people are like oh my god you don't watch drag race you would love drag race but mm. i know people who have been on drag race i've gotten to meet some of some of the you know contestants i just am not there yet maybe yeah. this is you know like how people post on instagram like this is it this is your sign maybe this is my sign 
Well, you 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 will come to it in your own time. Yeah. And that's what you have to trust and believe that along your life's journey, drag race will enter when it's supposed to. But it's not really about drag race more over that in Chicago, just the other night. Oh, yes. um, Drag race winner Jinx Monsoon in the as the drag queen went in and is starring as matron mama morton or mama matron matron mama morton matron mama morton yeah in full drag regalia and i know jinx jinx has performed at broadway sessions a few times i think probably out of my pay grade now but uh has an incredible singing voice and is like a super tremendous onstage talent beyond like your your you know whatever we think of drag being on the most fundamental level yeah. So I'm so excited for Jinx Monsoon, which I guess is making history. Like, it's not like in in Rent or in Mrs. Like Doubtfire, where we're playing a, the character is a drag queen. The actor is a drag queen playing a woman character. So maybe that that's got to be something, the first of its ilk. That's really, really cool. And as you know, I love the Chicago soundtrack. I do know that. Album. That was your. That was your number 10 pick, as I recall. It's my number 10. And Chicago is actually one of those shows that I like when I was coming up. It was like, oh, I want to be in that show. That's like, yeah. you know, there aren't many shows like that for triple threats. Um, so well, what are you going to do? When are you going to be Velma Kelly? What's the what's oh, the holdup, man? I actually would like to be Roxy, I think. Oh, this is OK. OK. Or yeah. both. Maybe I'll just Ooh. do both. Well, I auditioned you know- for Velma Kelly a long time ago. OK. And I was like, why am I here? Because at the time, like. You know, Chicago was the show. Like when we were when we were babies, it was like, oh, the mature Fosse dancers are in that show. Like the more seasoned, the more seasoned performers. So I was in this audition one time. I was like, and I felt like very inappropriate in that room. It was like the dolls, like legendary dolls. Well, and I used to get when it first came out. I remember going to an audition for Chicago because it's so the choreography is so stylized and so minimal. Yes. And I thought of myself as such a tremendous dancer. I had been in Footloose, for God's sake, that I was like, oh. well, this should be a cinch. They're just walking with their wrists. <laughs> and I remember being very put out that these people who couldn't do a flying grand hazoo were booking this job. And yeah. I didn't appreciate the power in the nuance and the stylization of that choreography, which, you know, youth is, you know, wasted on the youth. What no, is that the saying? Youth wasted is on the wasted. young. Yeah, but you get it. But it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, because we're talking about cast albums, is that they just, I don't know if everyone knows this, but they, there was the whole funny girl situation, the whole scandal, whatever that was, right? But now that they've released the cast album with Leah Michelle, Fanny Bryce Today, situation. Now, right? huh? they Well, they're doing a signing of the album, like where you can go have audience with leah michelle which has got to be positively unheard of and she will sign the album for you and that's like a big deal but i bring that up to say that that also although i did listen to it in the shower and really dissect it to determine whether or not it should be on my list it is not but it is a darn good it is a darn good recording do you Um, know speaking of that um the universe is like conspired to give us material to talk about before we get into our, our other five. Um, oh. There was an article in the New York times today that talked about the cast albums from 2022. Of, from like 20... a complete, yeah. From this year, because a lot of shows recorded cast albums. Oh. So Jesse green, kind of like whatever we think of Jesse green, but Jesse green yeah. 
um, kind of highlights a bunch of the cast albums that were recorded this season. And Funny Girl well, was on that list for sure. Yeah. What else got recorded this season? Uh, Kimberly and Juliet. Akimbo, and Juliet. Yeah. MJ. Um, Neil Diamond, the beautiful, beautiful sound. Noise. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Beautiful sound. I'm sure they Will Swenson makes beautiful sounds. He sure does. Uh, no doubt about it. There was, yeah, there's there are a bunch, and they were saying because you know a lot of them closed, a lot of the shows closed, but but a lot of shows did record uh, cast albums, so you can. And this Go is the and whole visit. point. This is why we're doing this, people, is to remind you of what the best ways to look back on the shows you can't see currently. Yeah. Oh, Strange Loop. I can't I can't not mention Strange Loop. Absolutely. Strange. Did oh, you love Strange show. Loop? Yes, I loved it. I'm yes. so sad I didn't get to see it again. Yeah. I wanted to go back and, and I didn't get a chance. Yeah, I saw it too. I was, it was so, I mean, absolutely 100% unlike anything I've ever seen or probably will ever see again yeah. in my life. Uh, and it was really, if I can say this, it was really challenging um, as an audience member. And I was looking around at, at the the demographics, the varied demographics of people that were coming to this show who were having very interesting, different experiences. And yeah. so often, I think in commercial theater, we're so afraid to push buttons that we kind of homogenize things. And I'll say that about musicals based on books wicked that uh want to make it super palatable for audiences and strange loop did not strange loop put it so put so many themes and issues and and details in your face that that were made i certainly made me squirmy at some points but sure as shooting made me think mm. and that's what great theater is meant to do yeah see yeah at least i mean to your point about about like about different experiences during the show i i I never had a squirmy moment. I was like, I mean, I was all over the emotional gamut. I was laughing. I was, you know, there's so many things that that were relatable and then other things that were, yeah, you know, painful and um, just, just the way it was done. I just like, I just couldn't believe it. And it moves so quickly. Yeah. Um, and seamlessly. I felt like the staging was, was so effective in telling the story. And part of what Jesse Green was saying is that without the staging, you can, uh, it's hard to catch the highs and lows of the show because music, just like listening to the music alone. So I'll be curious. I haven't listened to the cast album, um, but I'd be interested to see if that holds true. I have, I've listened to it a few times and every once in a while I'll put on um, a couple of the songs, but like, remember the part where the gospel choir comes out that for one is so striking um in theatrically and the whole situation um with uh john andrew morrison where he's singing as the mother checking in um what's it called it's called um oh i can't remember every once in a while or um occasionally or something but all of those hollywood homosexuals bah, 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 bah. <laughs> maybe that's why it was resonating with me as a as a east coast hollywood homosexual yeah <laughs> I like that. Is that in, is that your bio? Your it's, bio? It's, in, it's in my special skills. <laughs> um, do you is this is Strange Loop going on tour? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Which now that's going to be really the test. So if you're listening to this right now, get yourself a ticket. Don't shy away from from theater like this because there's some stuff that when you throw it out into Middle America that gets a little bit of pushback. And I would and I want to encourage you if you're listening and it's coming anywhere near you, get a ticket and go see it and and see what art can do and for you and for your community. Yeah, I mean, I know like we'll get a chance to see it besides yeah. in just New York City, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the most fun is getting dressed up when you're wherever you are and going to see the big show that's coming to town. 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. back then, well, obviously I remember you dressed up in crazy, wacky 70s disco costumes to go see shows in your in your day, yes. as you've revealed. But like, I remember I would always get dressed up in like a suit to go to Salt Lake City to see the touring production. Yes. and Maybe have like look... a nice dinner, a fancy dinner or something. I don't know. Maybe a trip to the Red Robin was in order. Do you know, on a fancy night out in Salt Lake City, you could go and get unlimited fries and that was okay. And then you could I'm go see Olive Five Garden Guys Girl. in Mo. Oh yeah. my God, Five Guys. Yes, I'm I'm an Olive Garden chick, but, Are but you? yes. Okay. Like, I, High class lady. Listen, when you're there, your family, why wouldn't you go there all the time? Well, listen, you can't afford on, sometimes we're in between gigs. Who can afford a real tour of Italy? <laughs> you gotta head on down to the Olive Garden and get that tour. Go on that that taste bud Vespa, and ride through the Italian countryside and get a little all of it. I'm gonna tell you something that like you may respect me more, or you just may think I'm complete trash because of all the food <laughs> options we have here in New York City. Um, because I grew up in the suburbs, <laughs> I am a well. I haven't been there in a long time, so don't judge me one way or the other yet. But I used to go in between shows during Legally Blonde, which is on 47th Street, Palace Theater, directly to the Olive Garden. It's, it's still there, right? There's a big Olive Garden on 47th Street. Now and, and Kate forever. Schindle, Kate Schindel and I would go to the Olive Garden sometimes between shows and just do salad and breadsticks. Oh, well, wait That's a minute. But that is sensible. That's way too sensible if you ask me. If you're going to go, you got to tour Italy, for I God's think. sake. Get a little creamy, get a little robust, get a little... Noodly, do you, you ever put costumes? the I, well, that's the my, thing. I was in white jeans. You sure were, Pilar. That. That's right. And if you want to see those white jeans, you just can watch uh, the. You can watch Legally Blonde on MTV and get a get a get an eyeful of Asmara Kevin Michael. So sometimes during <laughs> Wicked, we but this we like made an event, and I think we did it ironically, but I don't know that that's true now that I look back. But sometimes we would make an event of going to the Applebee's across from, yes. right across Broadway, which the Applebee's, it's like directly connected to the Winter Garden Theater. <laughs> but like, I don't know, you would walk in and like kind of put your head over your, because you know somebody who saw the show was going to be eating at Applebee's because they're like, that's fancy. And we're fancy New York City. And we would like go in and like hide our faces because of the deep chain shame of it all. Yeah, um, yeah. But no one else is making a chicken fried chicken with that gravy. So Come what on. are you going to do? Best chicken fingers. That was I... like a, a staple post-dance competition. We would all go out, celebrate our win with some chicken fingers and honey mustard sauce. Come on. What's there for if you're eating good in the neighborhood? And if your neighborhood just happens to be Times Square, what's the freaking problem? I take issue uh, with that slogan because of the grammar, but I'm going to let it slide. It's an adverb. It should be eating well. But listen, it rhymes. Good in hood. Fine. Oh, I just wanted to say that. Once again, as a wacky word guy, I was so taken with the rhyme that I didn't I didn't even think to use correct grammar. I know. That's OK. But did you ever where were like I remember doing shows in like high school and stuff because you would finish late, quote unquote, right when you would do do the shows. And then you have to, you would get, be so amped up from like doing this like really epic performance of Man of La Mancha and you're like ripping spirit gum off your face and like it's looking and telling your other friends how great the show was and like fishing for compliments to see if you hit the note right at the end. Um, and if they said no, you were never going to talk to them again. That's once again between me and my therapist. But the place that we would always hit up, hit up because she was open for you to have a theater kid cast party 
and say it with me, people listening all over the world, you're going to freaking Denny's. You're going to Denny's and you're getting an Oreo shake. Uh-huh. Because, you know, you're well, at least in my high school, we weren't drinking martinis just yet. No. So that was an Oreo shake and a super bird, no tomato with extra cheese at the Denny's so we could talk about theater and art. Wow. I don't know. Is anybody relating to this out there in well, uh, Podland? We, yes, I love Denny's. And Denny's is somewhere you could always go on tour that you well, know is yeah. going to be open. If you're in Dayton, Ohio, that place closes down at 5.30. Everybody wants out. Yes. And I'm sorry for all of our listeners in Dayton. I'm sure it's spectacular now and nowadays. You may have, maybe there's an Applebee's staying open until nine, but there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. In Pittsburgh, we have a place called Eaton Park. That is it. You, you must know Eaton Park. Everyone knows Eaton Park. It, like there's so many people who've gone to Carnegie Mellon Point Park or toured through Pittsburgh. Eaton Park is a staple because of the smiley cookies. Okay. 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 I want to talk about this. So oh, Eaton God. Park is basically a Denny's, but it's yes. very specific to the Pittsburgh area. Yes. I know about it because of Mark Myers, who I think we maybe talked about in the last episode. So Mark's getting a lot of play here. Um, he's going to demand a royalty. Uh, but he would always talk about Eaton Park and made... Michael Selbach, I think, like went somewhere near Pittsburgh and like brought back a bunch of the smiley cookies because they're so legendary. Yeah. But when I've gone to Pittsburgh, in the there's some hotel I've been staying in that's got across the parking lot is in Eaton Park. And that not uh, not only do they have the smiley cookies, the wacky smiley cookies, they also have um the frownies, which are brownies, new? which are brownies that have like a little icing frown. They look sad. And if you get an entire tray, <laughs> don't, this is so delightful. If you get the entire tray of frownies, it's called the angry mob. Like Aww, at the end of Beauty and the Beast or Wicked. I love that. Yeah, witch they hunters. Say, yeah, they want to kill the beast. It's oh called the God. angry mob. And I find that delightful. I love that. I drove home for Christmas um, and I was determined to come back. Car? Yeah, not on a Vespa. It's a long drive. For... Yeah, no, I just, I, New York City. I, when was the last time the car? Um, <laughs> also, I... Christmas time on your Vespa or Thanksgiving is going to be cold. I Don't know. Yeah, right. park well, the Vespa. Fine. Park the Vespa. Park the, park the Italian Vespa. Um, I drove home. And We're I... back to parking. I know. Oh, my gosh. That is really, I need to unpack that. Yeah. Um, I was determined to bring home smiley cookies. And I did not get a chance to. I was very sad about it. Also, the weather was so bad that I was just like lucky to to get home. But um, they're my favorite. But yeah. yeah, so anyway, Eaton Park was like open 24 hours. Right. And so we would go there after every, like any kind of celebratory thing. Or you would go on a Sunday morning. People oh. would go after church and you go and there's like the biggest buffet ever. I love a buffet. But yeah, there's nothing like looking at the Denny's um, waiters when 15 amped up on Mountain Dew theater kids come in after successfully nailing the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yeah. And they're just going to talk about it like they're all Hal Prince. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're going to lay down some wisdom. They're going to analyze Sondheim lyrics. They're going to they're going to order things with additions and also subtractions. They're like, I want the Grand Slam, but I want egg whites because I'm a vegan because I saw... I don't know. I don't know what would be a vegan musical, but because they're I not eating egg whites either. I can tell you that much if they're if they're vegan. Oh. <laughs> uh, OK, great. So Lord knows I ain't got the smarts. 
That's right. They're not. That would be. I mean, you know, unless they're vegan-ish, that's different. What's vegan-ish? Eating eggs, I guess. I don't know. I'm just. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like, is that like (laughs) gay-ish? Kind of. Yeah. Monogamish. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so popular now. Yeah. With parking attendants, actually. (laughs) Right. Um, everyone, I have an obsession with parking attendants and parking. I'm it's, not sure why. I don't know what. But happened. you know what? I said this is what we're doing, though. Think of us as your parking attendants of your favorite theater themes and topics. You don't know where to park. You're looking around. You've gotten the ticket. You've gone through the bar that goes up. Don't worry. We'll take the car and we'll put it where it needs to be. We'll back it in. We'll pull it up. We'll right. we'll parallel park it. We and are. We won't take you attendant. on a joyride. Absolutely not. And we're not going to break the bank either. We're not those kind of parking attendants. Um, This show for you is free. Unless you want to join us on Patreon, which you absolutely should, because as we were going through our album lists, um, as you know, narrowing this down to just 10 best cast albums has been a soul-ripping experience for me and has torn at me in ways that that are very, very painful. so painful, in fact, that I have to get it off my chest even more that we're going to talk about on a very special bonus Patreon only episode where we're going to talk it out 15 through 10. Isn't that right, Cheryl's? That is right. And also, while we're on the subject of joining us on Patreon, you can also join us. Yeah, it's 15 through 11, actually, because we do we'll do 10 through one here. So we'll do 15 right. through 11. What did I say? Uh, you said 15 through 10. It's fine. It's a number. Again, you know? What's in math. a number? Do you know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about Patreon, you can also find us on social media at Theater Countdown. That's R-E. That's our uh, TikTok and Instagram handle, at Theater Countdown. Or on Twitter, you can find us at Theater Count. Because ain't and... nobody got time. Exactly. And, on uh, Twitter. That's... <laughs> ain't nobody got time. No. For the down. No, no, no. Just the count. Yeah. Um. So do follow us because that is your place to pop off. Let us know your thoughts about our choices. Tell me, gush to me why my choices are so very thoughtful and brilliant. And you can let Asmoret know why why hers did not resonate with you. Um, I don't typically read reviews for shows I'm in, but I will will read these reviews. Okay. So please keep them, keep, bring them in. Write them in. We've decided to stand firm in our choices. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay, that being said, I'm still not decided on what my number five is. So this time around, I'm gonna make you go first. We are, we've counted down our 10 through six. Do we need to recap those really quick? Let's recap. Okay, here's my, here's my 10. My 10 was a tie between Pippin and Book of Mormon. That's the feel good section, yeah? For mm-hmm. Pippin specifically, I chose The Revival, which I know is going to be controversial. My number nine was Smokey Joe's Cafe, which yeah. get into it. That's My right. number eight was Aspects of Love. Android Weber, lesser known, lush, gorgeous. My number seven, Camelot. Julie Andrews, Camelot moment. Robert Goulet, Goulet. 1960 and my number six was the who's tommy from 1993 because it will shred your face and it introduced us to uh so many of our favorite theater stars sharon renee scott alice ripley norm lewis michael Cerverus, ad nauseum etc etc those were my 10 through 6 asma what did you have okay my number 10 as we said earlier was the chicago revival mm-hmm. uh 
because Chicago. Uh, my number nine was <laughs> In the Heights. Yeah, that's good. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Number eight was Les Mis because I do want to hear the people sing. Yes, you know? absolutely. And they will for a and very long time. Very long time. And Actually, sing and sing and do you remember sing. Remember we used to finish Footloose and they were just at intermission. It was like something like crazy because oh, totally. our theaters, our theaters were next to each other and we would be like getting out of the show and Les Mis was like just finishing intermission. On our way to the club and they're just yeah. getting ready to die for the third time. Yeah. They're applying their fourth layer of of pancake dirt makeup That's and right. getting ready to die a fourth time in a different hat. So much resisting. Yeah. French resisting. Uh, okay, my number seven was ragtime. Gorgeous. Amazing. Blew me away. Mm-hmm. And my number six was the original cast album of West Side Story. Yep. And and we went, I, I pushed back on this, but you won me oh. over. You did. You won me over with that. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited about my time. Okay. Five. Let's get some. I bet we can edit in a drum roll. Let's see. Drum roll, please. And rim shot. Asmaret, number oh, top five. Here we go. I'm Actually, we should have, instead of the drum roll, well, Ooh. I would have given away, but we could have used a cowbell because my number five is Dream Girls. Come on. The, the theater is proud to present yeah. Luxurious, the Divine, the, the Dreamettes. Dream, it's the Dreamettes. What does he say? He says, No, they don't right? start. Oh, yeah. The Creamettes. Yeah. Okay, talk yeah. talk me through it. Now, wait, are you original? Not London, co- not London recording. Okay. Um, as now, I only say that because you have to hear Amber Riley sing this music. Yeah. I like. I it's not really an either or. I just have to pay homage to Jennifer Holiday and and Loretta Devine and Shirley Ralph because. They're icons. Right. Um, Shirley Ralph is having a moment. I know. And she is having so much fun with it. She is looking directly in the camera and shaming everybody who never believed in her. I love it. I love that. You know what? I will probably do that. I'd do the same thing. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I just, Henry Krieger, like, look, I'm biased because I I have done this show. in the show in London. Oh, my gosh. It just, it, it. I think people really need to embrace the cast album because what happens is so many people know the movie because of Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson. Mm -hmm. And I I, look, you can't take anything away from them, but the, the, the stage soundtrack, the cast album, the stage score is different from the movie and ain't no party, which in my opinion is one of the best songs on that album is not there. Come on. Laurel's character is so great because she has such an arc. Yes. And you miss some of that in the in the film soundtrack. And Anika's brilliant. Anika Noni Rose, who, who played the role in the movie. And so I, I would have loved to hear her sing that song. But yeah, I mean, I it's just like- I want people to hear you sing that song because yeah. I heard you sing that song. I was like, damn, what? You were just, first of all, that song is monumentally challenging. That song sits in the rafters. It is a high, pingy, crazy, high. it's wild. And you were just like, chirp, 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 chirp. I was- crazy that's why you get paid and the big word, bucks obviously but well wow. word on the street too is that loretta divine did that intentionally i mean you hear that like some people will, will put a song in a key that is challenging for other people so that they like so it's so always sure their job security yeah i mean i like i've i've worked with people who do that they'll, they'll they've they've placed songs in, in keys that are more challenging that's just evil to, like, genius make and it, i respect it, it. it yeah yeah, it is. It's super high. And it's also until you show up and are like, oh yeah, bitch. Well, chirp, chirp, chirp. 
Oh, that took that took a minute. That took that took a few a few a few months for me to get that into my into my body, Vocalese. sing that into my chords. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, but it's like it's so fun, and and I was able to. Um, I mean, I don't condone bootlegs. I don't condone recording during a show, but I was able to get a bootleg of Loretta Divine doing the of the show, yeah. the original Broadway cast, and listening to the audience just lose their minds because. Other reason I love this this score is because at the time, like I keep, I feel like I keep talking about shows like this, but um, people hadn't heard people singing like this before. I mean, if you listen to the way people lose their mind over Loretta Devine, just like going off and going crazy, and she's funny. I mean, the stuff she she's just so funny. So, um, I mean, obviously, and I'm telling you, is iconic, yeah. um, but. I just have to give it up to the originals and Henry Krieger, who I love very much, um, is a genius. Yeah, it's so special and never will you ever hear. It's like in a time capsule, the recording, because it's such yes. er it's so early 80s. So it's not it's a little like mono. -y, it's a little like. Yeah. dated sounding but that's it's so raw but we will never hear another voice like jennifer holiday do that material i it's it's the craziest thing I, she'll, ha, ha, ha. like she's in the middle of like having an evil genius cackle meltdown it's so powerful i used to go to do you remember splash yes do i remember splash, splash was a was a gay bar that did musical mondays on monday nights big surprise there and oh. they would all all the wonderful homos would gather together to sip cocktails and watch video clips of like broadway show stuff and every single time i think they would finish with jennifer holiday's the tony performance of her doing and i'm telling you that goes into love love me baby um and just to be in there to watch all of these people sing along with her and like feel that blasting through the screen was always so much fun it's wild. And do you know what? She still does the show. Yes, she does. I auditioned for her one time. You How intimidating to, is that? You had to audition I auditioned for her? <laughs> to be her Dina. Wait, what? This was like, yeah. This was like, I mean, this was a long time ago. They were doing it in Atlanta or something. I think Nikki Renee Daniels ended up doing it. Okay. Um, Which is incredible, that voice. But but yeah, I had to sing music for Dreamgirls for jennifer holiday was she was she kind to you she was really kind she was okay but she was also very quiet i don't okay. think it was i was like it was I, fine i don't know i'm just this is i'm this is total hearsay don't believe anything that i'm about to say but i believe i know some people who ended up working on that production and i think there may have been a situation where the cast was told they were not to look jennifer holiday in the eye during the rehearsal process, unless you were doing a scene with her. Now, is that true? Is that not true? Maybe we'll never know, but I did hear that. Scandalous. She, she came to see the show in London and she was really uh, lovely. I, well, yeah. She came oh my to see gosh, the show that must have been so crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay, that's an excellent choice. And that was definitely in my- Yes, that's number five. It's in my, it's in my list somewhere. Okay, so I have, to, I have to, to buck up here and give you a number five. Maybe I'm going to have to tie this. All right. I'm going to say it. It's coming out of my mouth. I think my number five is going to be um, uh, Sideshow. 1996 Sideshow. Henry Krieger. Henry Krieger again. I'm going to give it to Sideshow. And I'm going to tell you why. It is Which Alice one? Ripley. Which version? Oh, original, it's okay. the 1996 original Broadway cast recording. They did another recording with the fabulous Emily Paget and Aaron Davey that they were incredible. The show really was absolutely stunning and i think they really got it 
with that production, the revival. Yeah. But there's something about the full-throated, high-risk belting that's involved in Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner that is so so over the top. It, the whole thing is so yeah. over the top. The, from the beginning, with the, the opening number is called um, Come Look at the Freaks. And it's so bombastic. And it, of course, was a legendary flop that first time around. But it is so ear delicious. And it's another one that I can do track to track. Another Norm Lewis moment that was absolutely sensational vocally. Uh, so I didn't know that I was going to say that till just now, but apparently it's Sideshow. I love that choice. Because the other two that I was debating between were City of Angels and Hairspray for my number five. And I know you don't like it when I tie too many things. Cy Coleman. S S the City of Angels. Okay, just for not for nothing, the City of Angels soundtrack is so badass. And it's so unlike anything you'll ever hear. And it's so stylized. And it's all that 1920s Hollywood movie, yeah. black and white versus color. And it's Greg Naughton and, and, and Edelman and Dee Hody. And it's so freaking awesome as well. So if I had to tie, I would say Sideshow and City of Angels. All right, I'm going to shut up. What's your fourth? Do you know, um, I'm out of I don't mind. know the score that well, but I will tell you that mm. You Can Always Count on Me was in my book. <sighs> yes early days and like as a young aspiring theater performer in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh -huh. my voice teacher, Jane, uh, had put that in my book. Now, uh, fun fact, you can always count on me in city of angels on the original cast recording is Randy Graff. Oh. Randy Graff, uh, who was the original Broadway Fontaine and, yes. won, a, and won a Tony award for it. So if you listen right. to that version of Les Mis, that's Randy Graff. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, that is such a signature voice. She also just starred opposite Billy Crystal in Mr. Saturday Night. That's I know funny. these things because I know these things. <laughs> okay. What's your number four? Okay. Now another drum roll, but this time shorter. Bing. Okay, great. My number four. Oh my gosh, I love Just watching coming. you when you're about to I'm drop it. I'm very excited. Your I'm whole really demeanor excited. changes and it's like, you're taking this care with me that like, if you okay. say something that that I'm not going to feel perfectly in step with, that you want me to know it's okay. And you're also a little shy. I want you to know- I, I, I am a little- I see you, shy. I feel you, I touch you, I heal you. That's I knew you were gonna, I knew it, okay. I knew it. Proceed. I think you're gonna like these choices. Okay. I, I I'm just I'm curious to see what what our friends across the globe are gonna say. Yeah. Number four is the Wiz. Ah, oh, hot damn! Yeah, yeah. Which ver? Wait, is it, oh just the Broadway Stephanie version? Mills, the yes. Broadway version. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But it's the show's coming back. Yes, it is. Um, later on this year. Your friend and mine, Michelle Williams. That'll be her Broadway directorial debut, and it certainly won't be the last we hear of her on the boards. Well, not an Amber Ruffin writing uh, the book. Oh my gosh. Helping to, to, to do some some rewrites. That's Amber gonna be Ruffin, really cool. That's super cool. Of course, Amber Ruffin, for all you theater geeks out there, also just wrote the book for Some Like It Hot yeah. on Broadway, which is, I love that that's part of Amber, Amber Ruffin's like, and also playwright. Yeah. I love and Brilliant I love Amber. Smart. Hey, Amber. Um, uh, yeah, come on, Stephanie Mills, home. I mean, like for that's like, I, yeah, everyone knows this. Show. This show actually has a lot of um, meaning for me. It's the first show I ever did as a kid. I was I moved to another school. I went to an all girls college prep school from grade six to nine. Okay, it became co-ed in the ninth grade, but we did an all girls production of the whiz Hot and damn. I had just, I had just started going to this school 
and I was cast as Dorothy. So I was not liked by some people because some people had their sights on on that role. Girl, everyone listening just nodded their head and were like, uh-huh, we know. Absolutely, we know. We know what it's like to look at that cast list and like want to explode and cheer and everybody around you is like ready to rip your throat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, we persevere. The new girl. Oh, new yeah. New girl coming in. Get her! So, yeah. But that was my first experience with the show and it was amazing. Um, and then I did it. My It was in high school. It was my first professional job. And Billy Porter, who's also from Pittsburgh, came back to direct a version of it. So I got to be the tornado. Oh my gosh. How? And then I did then I did the show at City Center with Ashanti as Dorothy. Yes. Oh <laughs> Tashina God. Arnold uh-huh. and Don Lewis uh as Ada Pearl and Eveline. Um and then I did the Wiz Live. I've done this show a lot. Yes, yes, you have. I going back to the Wiz Live, I just the Emerald City moment. <laughs> which was so fabulous with all the like the voguing and everything that you guys yeah. did in that. But I was like watching you and the people that I knew, but like particularly like just knowing your Emerald City stuff in Wicked. I was just yes. like, here we here we go again. It's foppery. Here it's coming back at you. Completely. I thought that was so cool though, in that I loved that one. We'll do a countdown about our favorite um TV. live musical events on TV yeah. too. That's I think we'll that's that great. one. Uh, I think to, and, and Tony performances too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Stephanie Mills kind of though, another great oh. Stephanie Mills moment. Who was in the Wiz Live as Aunt M? Oh right, well right, right. That was such a cool like shout out. Circle. Yeah. yeah. Um, do yourself a favor though and watch the YouTube clip of Stephanie Mills singing "Lost in the Wilderness" from Children of Eden. It is bonkers, cuckoo, kachoo. Children of Eden, right? Another really good. What a great one, yeah. A great album, terrible show, right? So like, listen to it all you want, but never go see it because it's just awful. They've got to fix it. They got to fix it. But for now, as a concert version, it's great. But Stephanie Mills, there's no voice like it um, in the world. Okay, that was a brilliant choice. I applaud you. I applaud you on your choice of the Wiz original cast album. My number four. Aww. Whistle for the thistle sifter. Whistle for the thistle sifter. Mommy made me match my M&Ms. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to drop this truth bomb. My number four cast album is Uh Sunset Boulevard, but not the Glenn Close Broadway production. No, and there are many recordings. There's also a Canadian recording with the fabulous Diane Carroll. That's, yes. Which is amazing. But my choice for cast recording is the world premiere double disc set that I got for my birthday that I was dying for. Um, this was like the orange cover because then when they did it on Broadway with Glenn Close, they made it like silvery black and white old Hollywood. But this was like the warm palm tree shadow on the cover cover art. I'm obsessed. Here I go again. Um, somebody stop me. Um, <laughs> but this was the Patti Lapone recording of Sunset Boulevard. Patti Lapone was the original Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote it with her in mind. She was meant to do it. And it was what a happened? huge to do. They bumped her for Glenn Close because she was a bigger star. And of course, Glenn Close went, went on to win the Tony Award for it. And we'll probably do the film and win an Oscar for that. But it was a huge deal. And um, Patti Lapone did not take it well. And like refused huh. to ever do another Andrew Lloyd Webber show after she had given her a Vita. And um, I think oh. she sued the living crap out of him and now i think um 
in her backyard. She has what she calls the Glen Close Memorial Pool. <laughs> so she was it was a it was a big to do. But this recording is the gold standard of Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard is a revered score, but this recording yeah. is so lush. And Patty's voice is so big. It's bigger than anyone else who's recorded it, as gorgeous as their voices are. And I saw Elaine yeah. Page do it on Broadway, and Betty Buckley does it amazingly, and Diane Carroll, and and so many people. I even want to say that um, didn't Rita Moreno do it at some point somewhere? Yes. Yeah, you're right. That sounds vaguely familiar. Wait, yeah. okay, I need to hear Patty sing this. Sing okay. something from this score. Abs so okay, I'm so happy you asked. Okay, let's listen to. Um, uh, as if we never said goodbye. And this is the Patty yes. version, which is just like her big, I can't take it. Okay, hit, hit it out. <laughs> I know my way around here. The cardboard trees, the painted seas, the sound overwhelmed you just know it's like her head's yeah. gonna blow up there's so much resonance <laughs> and I also remember listening to this as a as a preteen and I I didn't really know at 14 exactly who Patty Lapone was I had yet to discover yeah. Evita and I was like this it was just a voice I'd never heard of because it's not ingenue in any way shape or form it's not Disney-esque it's not pretty and pingy there's nothing quote-unquote pretty about it it's this full throttle bullhorn sound that's got all of this texture in it that I was like yeah. wow that old lady sure can sing good that was my thought on it <laughs> speaking of things we get wrong I was like wow she must oh, be at no. least baby, but boy can she sing um right. don't when she comes on this show to do her top five list I hope we don't tell her that but she won't like it um but the whole recording the full orchestra and Patti Lapone on this Make Sunset Boulevard world premiere recording my number four. Yeah, ta-da. The glamour of it all, too. The glamour what a of it all. Show. We made a trip. We made a dance studio trip to see Sunset Boulevard. And like the back, like last row. What did Abby make you wear for that? Did you have to dress up in like film noir outfits to go to the theater? What did you? No. Did what you did have we to wear, wear like gowns? I. We had just. High-waisted pants just... with suspenders? What'd you have to wear? No, that would have been to like a Newsies or a Guys and Dolls. Fair. But I I feel like, which we also saw. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We did, We had just gotten to New York that day. And I vaguely remember this because you're going to kill me okay. when I tell you this. But I remember falling asleep because we were so far back. And we had been like day, taking dance class all day that there were moments that I was like, I was like fighting. And sorry, it's not, nothing about the show. No. It is no reflection on the show. Can I tell you what? Was, if yes. it had been Patti Lapone, you wouldn't well, sleep. That's true. I'll tell you that much. That is true. Um. Okay, but wait, 
I want to make you feel better because you think I'm going to kill you for that, but I'm not going to kill you for that because those trips are crazy exhausting. And just because you love theater so much doesn't mean that every once in a while, the the body wins. The zirconian rhythm takes over. Your inner clock says it's... What I say? Zirconian. What is that? The cubic zirconian rhythm takes over. You've spent all day... You've spent all day shopping for beating with Abby at M and J. You've gone to the theater, the fashion district to get caught, co- you know, material for your costumes and the zirconian rhythm is going to get you. I am undone. I am so undone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's the, I was like, I can't let that go. Danny, who is our <laughs> producer was like, he kind of looked at me. I was like, no, I, yeah. Okay. So wait, let's say it again correctly. What is it? Circadian. Cube- Right. That that <laughs> rhythm is gonna get you. Yes, it sure did. It, it is. And it's sometimes gonna get you in the middle of a giant Andrew Weber show. Oh my gosh. It really is. I'm having a it wonderful really time. Is. You know what's funny about this? I, what you guys don't know is that yes, as long Smith. as, as <laughs> <laughs> is that this is exactly how as Brett and I have talked to each other the entire length of how we've done uh, that we've known each other 20 something years. This is True. it. This is par for the course. Um, oh okay. So yeah. So your cubic zirconium rhythm takes over. It That's gets right. you and you take a little snooze. You didn't mean to my first totally. trip to New York city. Um, go, go, go seeing, I saw so many shows um, and we went to see stomp, which is, which is banging trash cans. Just closed after all this time. 29 years. Yeah, that's incredible. So they bang trash cans and bang things. And it's basically like noise, 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 boom, bow, cat, oh, stroll, you know, it's all loud. And I fell asleep watching Stomp. I just you fell uh, asleep during Stomp. That's I impressive. fell asleep during And it's Stomp. a smaller theater. It's a smaller yeah. house, too. No, no, they were like banging a trash can lid in my ear. And I, my cubic zirconium rhythm was so spent that I was down, lost, down. It, it lost its luster for you the show <laughs> lost its luster it did so <laughs> i see you i feel i respect you people have you ever fallen asleep during a show and then felt really weird and bad about it tell us on on social media because i want to know like i want to know if it's just us but if you are going to fall asleep or if you have had a really taxing day just don't sit in the first couple of rows Correct. i was really just gonna say nothing yeah, worse than looking be- down and being like Oh, so you didn't, you're not enjoying this enough to stay awake, Mr. Man in the front row? Right. We've because we've we've definitely been in the shows where we've we've seen people taking expensive naps. And you know what? It happens to all of us. It is an expensive nap. It is so expensive. And especially when you're doing like, I don't know, I feel like people would fall asleep during Footloose in in the front row, which was very close to the stage. And I'd be like, like me shattering my knees and my hips isn't enough for you to keep your eyes open. Get some tape. I'm fast I mean, forward let's 20 for years boy, for God's sake. For God's sake. <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember when we, the Footloose five, did I already talk about this? I was going to bring that up last time. Do you know about, you were there. I was there. Yeah. Wait, was Anika Noni Rose rusty at that time? Yes. Cause they were, the, they were, we, we had the Footloose five till the, till we closed. Right. Yes. Cause that's when yeah. I left the tour and I came back to the production when they did the Footloose five. Okay, people, I'm just going to tell you the story. you got to tell okay, the listeners. Great. So, and we'll get back to the countdown in just a minute, but you need to know this so that you can tell your children. Um, <laughs> when the show was not doing so well, Footloose on Broadway, 
um, they were like, we need to do something. Remember, this was the late 90s, early 2000s. And they thought, you know what's really big in the world? Boy bands. Boy bands are huge. So let's create a boy band out of the boy cast members. Five cast members. Yeah. So they created the Footloose Five. Now, all of a sudden, the terrible scribbly F that if you look it up, that was on the playbills was replaced with like a super posy backstreety boys, like pseudo teenage sexy five guys from the show that were there. Their that 30s. Were the, yeah, that were in their 30s. Mm. And just like the Backstreet Boys. Just yeah, like yeah. And humiliated. So I what would happen is Forum. oh yeah, you're what would happen is everybody go da 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 da. Yeah, that was the end of the show prom everyone's having a good time music's playing everyone's backing up waving at the audience and the scrim would be coming down and poor five guys the footloose five would step forward to the lip of the stage and stand in pin spots and slowly the music would come up and they would lift their heads slowly like all great art begins with lift their heads slowly and sing the following let's hear it for my girl Let's give my girl a hand. I'm talking to you, girl. And that's when you go and get on your knee in front of the girl who's in the front row who is fast asleep. Or worse, she's looking at you very confused and scared yeah. because she didn't sign up for this shit. Yeah, this you was not on the TKTS receipt. No, no, no. There was a huge we billboard told us about in that? Times So a hilarious thing is when I came back to the show, very cute, very boy bandy Jamie Gustus had left the show. And that's when I was coming back in. Well, I'm twice the size of him. I look like the monster that ate the monster of Jamie Gustus. And I had to be in the Footloose Five. And I will tell you right now, we would do that boy band version of Let's Hear It For My Girl. And then we would do a reprise of Footloose with additional choreography. And it was humiliating because the audience was so close and no one oh. liked it. And they just got it so wrong. And I... It was humiliating. And I got hit no, on wait. the head. Do you remember that? Do you remember that first night I got back? I got <gasps> hit on the head oh by the drop as we were coming forward. And I yes. thought, and I and I was already like mortified that I had to do the Footloose Five. Um, but then also it was my first show back and I looked in the wings. I got hit in the head. I looked in the wings and everybody in the wings looks terrified and is like doing mad gesturing at me. And I felt all of this liquid come down the side no. of my face. And I was like, oh my God. I've cracked my skull open live on Broadway stage and I'm going to bleed out in front of these people, which quite honestly is how I want to go. But I was like, this is it. This is curtains, man. But it was just a flop sweat of terror. Um, anyway, the Footloose Five. I don't know if that's on YouTube anywhere. God, I hope Mark not. Myers, yeah. Jamie Gustis. Mark Myers again. Matthew Morrison. Matthew Morrison. Did you Bradley hear that, people? Madison. Matthew Morrison from Glee. Yes. Yeah. Matt and I joined the show together and we were both going to NYU at the time. Oh my gosh. Left because he became a superstar. Right. Well, because Matt was on the tour. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's right. Uh, and needless to say, Footloose isn't on our on our lists. But that's a little story yeah. for you <laughs> on just how desperate producers can be. So when you're doing Footloose, feel free not to do that. Okay. Uh, number three. Let's rock and roll, okay. Charles. Number three Charles, is at hand. I this think is... you're really gonna love this one. Okay, I'm excited. But number three. Which is also coming back Ooh. eventually. Okay. Elton John and Tim Rice's Aida. Oh. Ooh. Because we do all lead elaborate, elaborate lives. lives. We uh, just do. Okay. Talk to us about it. Tell us. I, tell this us is what was my I'm looking to see what else I have here. Okay. Because I, I like I'm gonna my give that top at a girl. 
my top three could really go, they could be interchanged because all top threes, these, right? Yes. They have all impacted my career and my love for theater. Like they are so influential to me. Also, and I listen to them today. I'm gonna let today. you explain, but going back to some of the criteria that we said in episode one, this is another track for track listen. You can listen to every song on the album. Maybe not like Father Like Son. That's exactly what I was about to say. Maybe not Father Like Son, which is <laughs> ludicrous, but showbiz. The guy, the guys had to sing something. Okay, oh my sell gosh. it. I'm Heather Headley, yeah. Adam Pascal, Sherry Renee Scott. That is like, I mean, come on. It was the first time. I mean, I I saw this show. I saw you. I saw the original cast with Orfe uh-huh. in the front row. <laughs> And we had won the lottery or something. And I just remember I was a baby. I had just done Footloose. Orphe and I came to see the show. And I just remember like losing my mind because I think it, it had not been since Tommy since I heard, no, Rent. It had not been since like those two shows that I heard people singing like this. Yeah. And then, and also like, it, I mean, Tommy and Aida both have Wayne Salento in common. So it was like everything, mm-hmm. like being in the audience, listening and, and watching the show, but then just like, Hearing Sherry sing "Strongest Suit," mm-hmm. Forget I it. know the truth. I mean, like that's that was one of those shows where I I started to really, um, also just see myself and see the kind of career I wanted. And then I got to do the show on tour for which a year, is so magical. Which was it was amazing. Um, Can I tell you something you know, about Sherry's last show? Sherry's last show, we were like done with the show and like afterwards talking with her about whatever. And we're like, well, do you remember? Like, what was your favorite part of tonight? And she's like, I don't know. I'm so wasted. <laughs> I was like, all right, girl. That a girl. <laughs> there, fine and fair. That it's your last show. Go out big. That's right. So she yeah, did the whole I... final show in a blackout. I remember it being very good. Oh my God. <laughs> she did the whole show in a blackout. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh, that score is just so magical. I just, I, oh, I listened and, to it recently with uh, Eden oh, yeah. Espinoza, yeah. and we sang through the whole thing. That and one of my other selections, which is coming up. Oh. But it's just, oh my God, I just, I, there's like not enough I can say about it. Dance of the Robe. Oh. That's also one of those, one of those shows too, that the dance arrangements, um, mm-hmm. Jim Abbott, right? I think Jim Abbott did the arrangements. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I'm so grateful that we have some of that stuff on there. I mean, those it, dance arrangements really, I'll listen to. Oh my God. And that For in sure. Pyramid. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Give it a listen, friends. And also Elton John's and Paul Bogave. So it was, it's a, Paul Bogave, it's yeah, a really good album. That's a yeah. strong choice. I do like that very much. Thank you very much. All right. Number three for me. <clears throat> It's a, it's a tie. Okay, I'll do what I want. You you stick to rules on your podcast. All right, this um, <laughs> is my double S. Double S for number three, cast albums. First being, Patty Drumroll. Okay, it is the original off-Broadway cast recording of Songs for a New World. Songs for a New World was our first introduction. that on my list. Introduction to Jason Robert Brown. And when I thought about putting Parade in my list, but I was like, well, maybe not because who knows, Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond are coming and doing the show with this incredible cast. Maybe I'll like that recording even more. I hope they make one. But uh, Songs for New World is, it's Ty Taylor is doing the Billy Porter part and he's just singing his buns off. Brooke Ashmanskis, Andrea Burns. uh, It's just this powerhouse, Jessica Malaski. It's four singers. It's 
fairly bare bones, but it introduced us to Jason Robert Brown's style, which is very, very full and orchestral, but also being very simple and, and folk poppy a little bit. The kind of we hear in later on in like Bridges of Madison County and which also ripped me apart not to put on my list, but <laughs> that's a hell of a listen. But Songs for a New World, you have to listen to it. Just that opening number, track for track. It's just hit, 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 hit. Um, and I will offer no explanation. I had to tie that with the original Broadway cast recording of Sweeney Todd. I knew you were going to say that. You have to. Forget it. From the second that whistle happens, it is a wall of sound. It is Sondheim's masterpiece. I don't care what anyone says. I'm sticking to it. Uh, sometimes Favorite track. What is your favorite track? Favorite track on that one? Well, first, I love Victor Garber. Um, mm. His Joanna. I love the texture in his voice. Um, I love By the Sea. Um, Angela Lansbury doing um, By the Sea is like such a treat. Um, and uh, the, the opening number, The Battle of Sweeney Todd is Swing your razor. It's earth shattering. It is a magnum opus. It is his best work. I think if he were alive and sitting here with me eating Australian licorice right now, he would agree that this is his uh, best stuff. And that's an album I can play to this day over and over again because it is so exciting. Yes, it, it is exciting. I absolutely love it. So Songs and Sweeney for me on number three. I promise there's only, in our two more, there's only one more tie. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know what? I started look. I started thinking about tie doing ties, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, like make that your thing. But I did, okay. I do have some ties coming up. Okay. In our other episodes, I I, I sense because you you made me feel like I could because we're free. We're so liberated. free, absolutely. Okay, number two. I'm very <laughs> excited about this. I well, I'm very You're excited. Taking me in look with your it. eyes. I know. I know. Okay. Let's see. I know. I am taking you with my eyes. I always do. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two goes to Miss Saigon. Oh, London. Oh, London. Interesting. Interesting. Right? I think it's London. Now, this is whichever one has. Uh, now that I've seen her, because there are two versions, right? There's one version that has oh. it's her or me. Uh huh. And then I saw the show when I when I went back to London to do um, Dreamgirls, and there was a completely different song, and I was not. Happy. That song is called Maybe, and yeah. they could they just couldn't get that song right. It went from It's Her, Me, to Now yes. That I've Seen Her, and then they changed it to Maybe, which Stephanie J. Block debuted at the O2 at some big um, Boobleal Cameron McIntosh concert. You can watch that on YouTube. It's pretty amazing. Um, okay. Yes, Miss Saigon. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And what do we want to? I want to. I want to play something from Miss Saigon because I. This is another one. This is another one that Eden and I sing <laughs> the whole way through. Actually, wait. Why am I not invited to this party? Why am I invited to this sit sit around and sing the entire score of a cast album party with you and Eden Espinosa? Because they're spontaneous. But let's. I mean, I'll let's bring do the it. Australian let's, licorice. Okay. Well, now that you've said that, I mean, geez, I know. Well, I'm recording because I feel like the glycerin coats my cords. It does. Fun fact. Keep going. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, what do I want to... I, this is honestly... This is probably going to surprise people, but I would love to listen to some of Room 317. That's, a, that's that, the best. Yep. 100%. It's the best. Yep. yep. Everything you want is in Room 317. Period. Yes. That's it. Let's put it on. Let's play it. Yes. While I eat this Australian licorice. <laughs> 
evening man Don't turn the bed yet I'm not the maid What do you want then? They must have written the room number wrong I am looking for someone named Christopher Scott 317 Oh, I'm sorry Unless Well, you must be, of course, you're John's wife, are you not? Oh, God, I see It had to happen You must be Kim Chris went to find you Please come inside No one will hurt you I'm Chris's wife My name is Ellen Yeah, right? Come on yeah, also just like, I mean, it's oh, so long ago. That was, a, I remember being, it was one of the tapes that I, that I bought when I had, did that Columbia House stupid subscription, being, a, you know, a young girl in Pittsburgh. And I had seen the show. I remember coming, it was another trip. A lot of these, a lot of these shows I saw as a young girl coming from Pittsburgh. And I remember like sitting in whatever, like not so great seat we had and the, like hearing Bui Doi for the first time. And then like, That's oh what I sang to audition for Wicked. You did? We doy. How cheesy is that? I sang I've we doy. Yeah. I've sung now that I've seen her at a concert. Forget because it. Because I like have dreams of playing Ellen. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was a, it was one of those cast albums that I ran home after after my trip to New York and I ordered because I just wanted to like relive the feeling of hearing that music. That like, was so like, oh, it was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Movie in my mind. I mean, oh. it's great. Okay. I could go on and on about this. Oh, it's like Yeah, but once again, track for track, song track by song. Track. Okay. No, oh, this is what I was talking about the other day. What? Some girl did a competition routine to this. She's oh. at a rival dance studio and she did a dance routine oh, wait, to I give my weapon. life for you. The wrong weapon. She had a knife instead of a gun. I was like, "What are you doing? There's a gunshot at the end of the song." Spoiler alert. There's a gunshot. What are you doing? That's ridiculous. Well, I don't. Maybe they thought like a knife in the dance competition setting was less threatening. Um, but this, of course, Thanks. reminds me. What was she gonna do? She's gonna run well, up stab and stab each other in the back all the time. So no, but she's but she's shooting herself. So was she gonna stab herself to death? Yeah, that would take a lot went, of time. Don't do that. The girl, she went upstage right. She had the she had the prop baby. She went upstage right. She had the prop baby. Oh yeah. She put the prop baby down and then she got the prop knife and stood with her back to us from upstage right and did this and like did it. <gasps> I swear I give my life for da 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 And she did the- Repeatedly Harry carried herself in the stomach? No, just one Harry carried. Oh. No, she just did one, just one big. Okay. And I was like, come on. That's completely insane. I would, that's when you, this girl had to have been what, 12? No. She was like 14. Well, well, she should know better. Um, she should know better. But she should have had so, the decency to get the teachers, prop gun. Yeah, dance teachers out there, get the props in line. I think also maybe we don't need the weapon at all. We this, of course, makes me think of the famous story of of West Side Story. West Side Story. Yeah, when they, when they, <laughs> Gino comes out and he doesn't have the gun. It's my favorite thing that's ever happened, but like, who knows what the actual story is, but Gino's supposed to come out and he's forgotten the gun <laughs> and Maria's talking to him, but there's no gun. <laughs> and wait, like, oh yeah, so, so left. he doesn't have the gun. So he comes out and instead of shooting Tony, he runs up to him and starts oh. kicking him in the shins and screaming, poison boot! 
poison boot and kicks him and the actor playing tony has to then like oh 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 he's been so overcome by the poison in the boot that chino's wearing very crafty chino so then oh maria God. has to then do her whole speech where she you know says how many bullets are left chino enough for you so she has to turn and say how many boots are left chino enough oh, for yeah. you <laughs> or maybe said poison i don't know there's like a million different ways that we've heard this story but um that makes me think of that and that's the best story ever that is so good poison boot creative creative what, do you, what else are you gonna do <laughs> throttle him with your hands maybe kill him with your words what would you have done uh, oh, would, you, would you have done finger pistol yeah if you were that chino yeah yeah, because I, I'm I I can improvise. I'm good at improvising. But then, like, what the problem is, and I've done this on stage. I'll come up with something clever, and then I'll be thinking about how clever that was, and I'll screw up the the subsequent line or action. So it just like doesn't doesn't go well. You go up and do like the Vulcan neck hold on him. You're like, that was good. Maybe yeah, I trained to the ancient art of. <laughs> and then it just like devolves, and it's like. <laughs> You're looking over your shoulder. Like, did you see that, guys? Oh, you know me. You know that's what I do. Oh, someone, I do. someone messed up a line in Book of Mormon, and they they paraphrased. And so I came down as an abalungi and like repeated it, thinking I was so clever, and then completely fell apart from my next line. I was like, <laughs> they always do it, and then they go. It was like something so stupid. It was like, hello, like uh, no, you're a bigger jerk than the person who paraphrased. So. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing to look across and see everybody on stage <laughs> trying not to have their shoulders yes. shake. It's my favorite thing in the world. Poison boot. Okay. Um, All right. Have you eaten your licorice? Are we ready for? I am. Two? The glycerin is is glossing my cords over. Number two. It's a big one. It's a tie. Uh it is Miss Saigon. This is our first double whammy. We are soulmates. <laughs> now. I am going to do a little differentiation on the album that I choose from Miss Saigon. I'm going to choose the definitive live recording from the London Revival. And I'm going to tell you why. It is so powerfully, uh, so powerful sonically. It's it's so, like, they upped the stakes when it came to, like... like the most recent one, like, even... Yes, the, the, but it's a okay. live recording. She was out when I saw it. I didn't get to see her in the you show. You didn't see Eva? No. Yes, it was amazing. But the standby was incredible. I should say that too. They are singing their freaking faces off. But what I like about it is, is that it is the entire score. It yeah. is, whereas if you got the London cast recording, it didn't do all the recitative stuff. There were things that were left mm -hmm. out. This is why I like this. Also, it's live, so it's so risky. And also... I like it's John John Brions who plays the engineer who then brought it to Broadway with the revival. Yes, who is He's a genius incredible. and meant to play that role and to hear yes. him do it over Jonathan Price, brilliant actor, obviously not Asian, um, is what I find like really special about this recording. So Miss Saigon 100%, the definitive full cast live recording. Uh, and I will tell you the first time I heard it, Way before we could do live streams and all of the Zoomy and all of that good stuff, uh, I saw on the interwebs that they were doing a live audio broadcast of the recording of this at the show. They were going to record it live and play it on BBC Radio. So I was like, I have to hear this 
I'm going to make a night of this. So daddy bought a bottle of vodka and laid on my bed <laughs> and don't do this kids. And I laid on the bed and I enjoyed the, anyway, that doesn't matter. The point is I laid here and I had so many feelings and I listened to the entire thing and I wept openly by myself in my bedroom listening to this because then at the end of it, during this live broadcast, they brought out Leia Salonga and they sang together. And that's the recording that you can now hear. Um, so that's the that's my choice for that. And piggybacking on that also as a tie, my other number two is the Les Mis complete symphonic recording. This is oh, the one, yeah. and it's for the exact same reasons. This is the international cast. It is the full three hours of Les Mis. So it's got a 90-piece orchestra. It, this is the black um, cover yes. art. It says the complete symphonic recording in the circle, and it does everything. And it's got all of this wonderful international cast, uh, and you don't miss a moment of any of the in-between recitatives. It is the gold standard of Les Mis recording. So... Those, the definitive and the symphonic recording, Les Mis, Miss Saigon, are my number two. Which now I'm wondering if our number one's going to be the same thing, Asmaret. I think it might be. I think. <laughs> I well, have a feeling. In my estimation, if it, there was only this, when we when we set to task to make this list, and I'm so excited to know what you all think listening to this, but when you think of it, the first thing that came to my mind was what's my number one, right? What's yeah, like, what can I, what can I back up most authentically as my number one cast album of all time. And it was, there was no waffling. I wrote it down first. Everything else was an equation. This was not. And I have a feeling we're going to say the same thing. I do too. I wanted to say too that um, in regards to the live recordings, yeah, yeah, our, the Dream Girls London recording is also live. Really, so that is very impressive. Yeah, it's super impressive hearing hearing Lisi and Amber and Abinabo and uh, Adam Bernard, the the incredible cast singing. It was like recorded over, I think, like a few shows or something like that. Cool. So that's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, there's a couple shows that that. Bro- thing. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, oh, did, Brooklyn did it live. Brooklyn recorded their cast album live. Okay. Um, the original Broadway cast of six, they recorded their album live on opening night. Um, because all that we had before was like the studio concept recording from the UK. Um, yeah. so there's a few of them that do that. Oh, on your feet, the Gloria Estefan musical was recorded live. Um, really cool. for their cast album as well. But I, the dream girls, that production of dream girls in London, I can't say enough about, um, okay. Do we even dare try to say this at the same should time? Should we just do it at the same time? I think I we should. Fi- what are we going to do? Should we count down three? To, it's going to be like rock, paper, scissors, right? So We should count down because it's a countdown. Okay. You know what we'll do? We'll get like a crazy radio voice to go three, two, okay. one. <laughs> Can we do that? Do we have Do we have that in the budget? Okay, great. It could just be you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it is just me. Okay, here yeah. we go. Okay, ready? And I'm so scared. So it's three, two, one, go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your number one all-time best Broadway cast album in three, two, one. Rent! 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 Yes! Yes! yes. Because everything is uh, rent. rent. Uh, that was rent, 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 rent. Out question number Fame. one. There was there was never going to be anything else. The Rent original Broadway cast album, take the movie soundtrack oh and my throw God. it away. Yeah, Take no. the live TV thing, put it in the trash. No. I mean, there's some good stuff on there, but the Rent, no. don't b- waste your time with the highlights. You need the whole thing. 
me the whole thing. The Rent original Broadway cast album is the best cast album of all time. Yes. Shirley. Yes. I'm so, sure of that, Shirls. Oh my gosh. What's as your sure favorite? As, as sure as you're Shirley, I am sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Say that five times fast, everybody, before your next show. Sure as I'm Shirley. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> um, it's, <sighs> it is track for track. So much about what makes a cast album um special to you is the nostalgia factor and yes. and it and where it played i think we've demonstrated this over and over again is where what part did it play in your life and how did it help you through parts of your of your life and and did you sit around with your friends and sing the entire thing and where does it put you and where does it take you and rent for me is so special i remember my first introduction was seeing um the Tony performance of Seasons of Love into the end of Bohem. And I was like, what is this? Of course, the Tonys were on a Sunday and I wasn't allowed to watch TV on a Sunday. So I had to sneak to a friend's house when my parents didn't know I was gone to watch that. And then I was forever changed. Um, but then I got the, the album the day it came out and I ran around in my 1980 Honda Civic hatchback with my CD player and I would listen to Rent nonstop in Orem, Utah. And I was doing West Side Story at the Sundance Theater at that point. And of course they all were hip to it too. So I would drive up the canyon and we get there and we would all lose our minds. Oh my God. I, it's, How exciting that you made it to Sundance. That's really cool. You never told me that. I got, we did it at the, at the Sundance Theater. Um, it was in my backyard. I think it was right before I moved to New York. Uh, but 1996, yeah. I, I, I laid on the sidewalk and, and got tickets to the front row. I remember thinking I was making eyes with Adina Menzel um, during oh that. God, totally. And uh, the, the cast album I will listen to to this day all the time. It's, it's, always, it's always only a Spotify away. It holds up. It holds up. I mean, like, and then some. I... I was, yeah, I was a kid. It was another, another trip that we all came and like, you know, this, that show is special for so many reasons. And I, I'm sure it was similarly for both of us. Like we weren't talking about this subject matter in Pittsburgh. This wasn't, no. these themes were not, were not raised or, or popular no, in, no. in uh, Churchill, Pennsylvania, you know, Pennsylvania. Um, and so Coming to to see the show, there was a big group of us, and I think our I forget what we wore that night. It was probably like funky <laughs> attire, like like a Tommy. But we just like I remember. I think we only were able to get standing room tickets too, because I think we hmm. may have we may have been there in the summer of '96. But I remember standing in the back with my standing room ticket and just I cried the entire second act. Oh and God. I was so young, like I, I don't think I fully understood everything that was going on, but it didn't matter because the music was incredible and everybody on that stage was giving a hundred thousand percent. I mean, it was such an electric group of performers and a lot of people you didn't see yeah. in other shows. Like, you know, it was just like such a unique, cool group of artists. And yeah. it was like, there was like some, there was like, uh, one of everybody it felt like mm. of mm -hmm. different shapes sizes races ages it was just like it was so it was just so smart and so exciting and the vocals were just like I mean Daphne Rubin Vega the first time I heard out tonight or like the way it happens is so fast too uh -huh. and she came out in those those pants oh my gosh uh, forget it and you relive the entire thing when you listen to the cast album um what should we should we listen to something I think what here's what I think we should do I think we should bid our friends goodbye for now until our next episode. And then I think the rent should play us out. 
Ooh. Does that sound like the right thing to do? I feel like that's going to be dramatic. All yeah. right. Now that is our big top 10, mine and Asmaret specifically. We came together at the end. Good for we us. Did. I knew that was going to happen. I knew. I know. Um, we want to know what your top 10s would be. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? How mad are you at us? Once again, Hamilton was a given. Are you mad at us for leaving Wicked out? What about Oklahoma? We want to hear what your top 10s are. Let us yes. know. Let us know. Rate what... and review our Ra show. Absolutely. Let us know what countdowns you want us to do in the future. And uh, tell all your friends to make sure that they're listening as well. This is my favorite thing I've ever done in my entire life is doing this with you, Esmeret. And we'll do it again it. next week with a brand new episode. Should we tell them what the theme is going to be? Let's do it. You tell them. Next week, you got to tune in because we are counting down the all-time greatest Broadway divas. So tune in there. Join us on Patreon. Become a supporter because we still have to tell you our 15 through 11. We got a lot more cast albums to talk about. All right. Should we boogie out to La Vie Bohème? That's the perfect exit song. Absolutely. Let's hit it. La Vie Bohème. <laughs> We're dancing, but you cannot see us. But if That's you right. see us, we are dancing really good. We are good dancers. We told you a million times if you don't believe us. Bye. See you next time. Thanks for listening.